0: You're listening to the Irish Times Worldview Podcast. Welcome to Worldview from the Irish Times. I'm Dennis Staunton. As Christians prepare to celebrate Christmas, they find themselves under attack in many parts of the world, including parts of the Middle East where they've lived for two millennia. The Centre for the Study of Global Christianity in the United States estimates that 100,000 Christians now die every year, targeted because of their faith, and Pope Francis warned this year that Christians were in danger of being wiped out in Iraq and Syria due to the rise of extremists in the so-called Islamic State, or ISIS. So just how difficult is the situation faced by Christians around the world? And is it a problem that's receiving enough attention? To discuss this, I'm joined from Nicosia by our Middle East analyst, Michael Jansen, and here in studio by the Irish Times religious affairs correspondent, Patsy McGarry. Patsy, how big is this problem? It is quite
1: enormous, Dennis, and in fact it's something that we in the West uh, uh, really has slipped under our radar, uh, very much so, until probably the summer of this year and the events in Mosul when the Christians were effectively uh, kicked out of there by ISIS in very brutal form. Uh, I mean, those who didn't convert to uh, their radical form of Islam were slaughtered. And Mosul had one of the oldest Christian populations in the Middle East, going back almost 2,000 years. So it doesn't have any Christians left. They went to the Kurdish parts of northern Iraq, which are more sympathetic to them. But the the figures worldwide are quite astonishing. 80% now of all acts of religious persecution worldwide are aimed at Christians according to the International Society for Human Rights. And you used the figure there earlier on uh, about from the Centre for the Study of Global Christianity, which says that 100,000 Christians a year now die because of their faith. And that figure was presented actually to the UN uh, by the Vatican's permanent representative in Geneva, Uh, uh, last year. Um, So, I mean, the figure is credible and it's believed uh, quite across the board.
0: So, Patsy, uh, we're going to speak in a moment about the Middle East, but uh, elsewhere, what are the places where Christians are most in danger? Well, the the
1: top 10 countries, according to Open Doors, which is a Christian non-profit organisation, which has been looking at the issue of of, uh, persecution of Christians for over 60 years, the top 10 Countries where persecution takes place of Christians this year uh, include North Korea, uh, Somalia, Syria, Iraq, of course, uh, Afghanistan, Saudi Arabia, the Maldives, Pakistan, uh, Iran itself and Yemen. And most of those countries are in the Middle East. Most of those countries will be Islam dominated or dominated by a form of Islam, which is quite extreme. Uh,
0: Michael Janssen, uh, the problem in the Middle East, has this become much, much greater in the last year or two? Well, it's
2: become much greater, uh, particularly since Syria uh, erupted in civil conflict in 2011. Um, and it, uh, it has peaked since uh, Mosul was captured by the Islamic State group in, um, in June of uh, this year. Uh, the big problem is that the Islamic State and Jabhat al-Nusra, which is al-Qaeda's a local branch, Uh, don't uh, believe that Christians should continue to exist in areas which they control. And so they are doing everything to drive them out. Uh, Christians formed a large percentage of the population in Mosul, and as um, Betsy said just a minute ago, they virtually disappeared from Mosul. The majority going to the Kurdish area, but some uh, Iraqi Christians also going to Lebanon and to Jordan. Um, In Syria, the situation is pretty dire Um, as well. Most of the Christians who were living in Raqqa, which is now the capital of the Islamic caliphate proclaimed by the Islamic State, have left. The same is true also of Christians who were living in the eastern province of Deir ez-Zor, where there is the oil, which helps fund the Islamic State's activities. Damascus remains... uh, an open city with Christians living normally and going to church, and uh, children attending Christian schools, including Muslim children attending Christian schools. Um, But uh, people in in Damascus are also under pressure, the pressure of violence, of uh, mortars landing near or on their churches or their homes or their schools. Uh, the problem Michael, is...
0: in, in these places that we're describing where Christians have lived for centuries, was there a history of religious tension before the onset of the, the latest conflicts?
2: Not really. I mean, the Christians and the Muslims and the Druze and other sects lived together quite comfortably for uh, many centuries. I mean, there were sort of tensions which broke out from time to time. But in the Levant itself, I'm not speaking of Egypt, because the tensions between the Copts and the Muslims in Egypt have different origins. But in the Levant itself and in Iraq, Christians and Muslims normally live together comfortably. And um, the thing that really started the problem was the U.S. invasion and occupation of Iraq in 2003, when um, the uh, Shia fundamentalists were installed as the government of Iraq, and they remain the government of Iraq. And this created a great deal of anger on the part of Sunnis and of Christians as well. And the Sunnis have responded by becoming very radical, or else uh, adopting uh, the Islamic State as a... um, a defender of their rights and this has been this this has cr- created the problems uh, with the christians now the islamic state ideology uh, springs from the saudi wahhabi ideology uh, which is very conservative and anti-christian and uh, you may know that there are no churches in saudi arabia
0: Yes, sorry, Patsy
1: McGarry. Sorry to cross uh, Michael there. But to underline what she says, uh, in 2003, Iraq had 1.5 million Christians. Today, they're estimated at roughly 400,000. So you have to wonder to what degree Christians uh, are blamed for the activities of the West, in invading Iraq back in 2003 and to what degree that has rebounded on Christians in uh, in the Middle East in general and indeed in Iraq in particular. Similarly, with Syria, about 40% of the Christians have left there since the start of the civil war three years ago. Again, to what degree is that a reflection, if you like, on the activities of the West in that the, the West would be identified as Christian by the local Muslim population?
0: Michael?
2: Yes, I agree with that. Um, and uh, actually... Uh, Iraqis in 2003 uh, were, were claiming that the Bush administration and the United States and its allies were pursuing a Christian crusade in Iraq, and some uh, spokesmen for the administration were also saying this. And unfortunately, also, many Christians who uh, spoke English and who were well-educated agreed to act as translators for the occupying forces in Iraq in 2003, 2004, and thereon. And as a result, they were identified with the regime, which the United States imposed on Iraq, which I said was basically Shia fundamentalist. And uh, because it was Shia fundamentalist, it completely destroyed the secular nature of the Iraqi state, which had been established. by the British in
0: the 1920s. We're speaking, Michael, in the run-up to Christmas and uh, the birthplace of Christ, Bethlehem, in uh, the Palestinian territories. There, obviously, they face nothing at all comparable to the problems that Christians face elsewhere in that region, but it's a difficult situation there, too.
2: Yes, it is. Um, The The population of Bethlehem in about 1990 was largely Christian, and now it is about 18% Christian. And it is falling every year for two reasons. The Israelis are squeezing Bethlehem um, by taking over its lands and building settlements on it and putting one restriction after the other on Bethlehem. Bethlehem used to uh, entertain a great many pilgrims from the West, Christian pilgrims, who find it difficult to get to Bethlehem. Uh, Shops have closed, uh, which uh, cater to uh, these pilgrims. Also hotels are not uh, fully occupied, and um, the city's economy has failed due to this. So Christians have been migrating, and as Christians have migrated, uh, many Muslims who have been squeezed out of their villages in the Bethlehem area have moved into Bethlehem. So the population balance has changed. And um, to complicate this matter and to uh, I- the fact that the Western powers, particularly the United States uh, and the European countries and Australia, have welcomed the migration of Christians from Palestine. Uh, and they make it much easier for them to uh, obtain visas and residence permits than they do uh, for Palestinian Muslims.
0: Patsy McGarry, you mentioned that this is uh, a problem that uh, is enormous globally, the persecution of Christians, and yet it's one that doesn't seem to be on the agenda in Europe and the United States, perhaps to the extent that it might be. Why not?
1: Well, I suppose in the West in particular, Christianity would be identified very much with the establishment and uh, with the better off, the middle classes uh, especially, rather than the working class. Whereas the Christians we're talking about tended in the main to be poorer people uh, um, and... Also, the West has been um, going through a process of secularisation where the churches would be seen as negative influences, as uh, opposing forces towards the dominant forces now in in the Western part of the world, uh, and regressive in that they resist things like uh, equality for women, for instance, Some would say in terms of women clergy, uh, and in areas of sexuality. So, I mean, in a a sense, the West has become very parochial in its attitude to Christianity and and doesn't see the bigger picture. So, in fact,
0: could it be, in a way... uh, Uh, a liberal or a secular prejudice against Christians, which is informing this apparent indifference to the plight of these people around the world. But that would be the
1: view of many Western Christians who insist that they are being marginalized uh, and being pushed out of the public square when it comes to debate on controversial issues. Is that a fair criticism? I think that's a fair criticism.
0: Is there anything that we can do about it uh, in terms of... Uh, I mean, obviously, in terms of the discourse, we can talk about it. In terms of, uh, of foreign policy, Michael Jansen, if we look at those places that uh, you've been talking about uh, in Iraq and Syria where Christians have been living for centuries, now that they're gone, are they gone forever or are they likely to come back?
2: Well, I think the Iraqi Christians and the Syrian Christians are uh, hanging around the area as much as possible so that they can go back. And this is particularly true also of the Armenian Christians from Aleppo, who have, uh, in fact, some of whom have gone to Armenia and founded a neighborhood in Yerevan (laughs) called New Aleppo. Uh, But they want to go back to their home, and uh, they are very attached to their homeland, the Christians of Syria and Iraq. And I don't think that they would want to leave permanently. As I said, a lot of them from Mosul have settled in uh, the Kurdish area, which is just a few miles away from Mosul, so they want to go back. Um, Iraqi Christians from all over Iraq, actually, before the Mosul uh, occupation by the Islamic State, had moved to the Kurdish area because they found it much easier to um, live there they could occupy uh, their home safely and not have to worry about being bombed by some of these extremists who were setting bombs in Baghdad and elsewhere.
0: There is, though, Michael, uh, a precedent here. If you look at the history of the Jews of Iraq, cities like Sulaimania and indeed Baghdad, which had uh, a very large Jewish population, there's no, uh, I and mean, these places are. Uh, there are no. There are no Jews living there at all now, and there. There doesn't seem to be much of a likelihood of Jews returning. Uh, how confident can we be that the same fate will not befall the Christians?
2: Well, um, the thing about the Jews not returning is that they have, many of them have gone to Israel, uh, the Iraqi Jews, and the Iraqi Jews in Israel are the top arab jewish community and are quite influential and many of them have prospered uh, and um, so they don't have any real incentive to go back and also amongst the arabs of course there is a great deal of uh, enmity towards israel and they also uh, they wouldn't like to resettle uh, in baghdad because of that feeling whereas Amongst normal Iraqis, amongst ordinary Iraqis, there isn't a great deal of hatred or dislike of Christians. In fact, uh, many Iraqi families are mixed Muslim-Christian uh, in, in marriage, and um, it, the situation is very different for, for Christians in Iraq and in Syria.
0: Patsy, uh, the, the Pope, Pope Francis, uh, earlier this year did warn about the danger of Christians being wiped out from some of these ancient places. What would it mean for the Christian tradition uh, if these places were to, uh, to be rid of all their Christians? Well, it
1: would be a matter of deep regret because obviously Christianity itself originated in that part of the world and it has been forecast that of the 12 million Christians approximately living in the Middle East today, that figure will be down as low as 6 million within five years, by 2020. Um, And the treatment of them has been described uh, by no less a figure than the former chief rabbi uh, in the UK, Jonathan Sachs, who told the House of Commons recently that the suffering of Middle East Christians, he said, is one of the crimes against humanity of our time. And he compared it to the Jewish pogroms in Europe and said he was appalled at the lack of protest it has evoked in the West. Um, I mean... It goes on and there doesn't seem to be any uh, real um, will or, or knowledge in the West anyhow about doing anything about it. But we should also remember it's not peculiar to the Middle East. This persecution of Christians also takes place in countries like Nigeria, um, uh, Pakistan, we, we spoke about earlier, uh, and a, a lot of the more radical Muslim countries. And, I mean, you would imagine that the West, because of its roots, its own history, its character, uh, uh, and its knowledge of Christianity, would be far more sympathetic and proactive in the defence of Christians in all those countries than it is.
0: Patsy McGarry and Michael Janssen, thank you. And that's all from this edition of Worldview. You can find more on all our stories on irishtimes.com and you can contact us at worldview at But from producer Sinead O'Shea, sound engineer Gary White and from me, Dennis Staunton, goodbye.